Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 276, and today we're going to be talking about something that could be very, 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 very scary. Wow, that rhyme. And I didn't even try to make that rhyme. But honestly, we're going to be talking to a guy. The guy's name is Eric Barrett, by the way. And he is going to tell us this horror story that happened to him recently, and that is Amazon saying, we might suspend your account and we, we're going to get rid of your listing. And this was on a product that was doing over $20,000 a month. And to get that email, I mean, I can't imagine getting that email or that notification in your inbox. I mean, I just can't imagine. And he's going to walk us through exactly what that felt like, but also what he started to do about that and how he got his account reinstated and got in the clear and all of that stuff. We're also going to talk about how like doors open when things like this happen or just from taking action. Like we always talk about taking action or I do anyway, because I believe that movement creates opportunity, right? Like we have to get in motion in order to even see what happens, right? You can learn all this stuff, but until we put it in motion, until we actually do something, we're not going to have a result. So on that result, we can't react and do something to improve it or we can't get a good result because we haven't done it, right? So there's these different things that we have to understand. And he's going to take us through that as well, because when he actually emailed me the first time, which was a few months ago, he told me all about the story, wanted to share this. Um, But then since then, something else has happened, which is totally took his business in a whole nother direction and uh, actually sold his business in that process. So I'm going to let him explain all that. But I just want you guys to know that, you know, in business, things happen. They happen. Good things, bad things, they're going to happen, right? And we have to understand that we have to be ready for this stuff, right? We have to understand. So that's why being able to have people on like this, like Eric, come on and really share his story, I think is critical because we can see what he did to get through that. And hopefully, hopefully, you can avoid the mistake that he made because there was a mistake that he made in here, one pretty big mistake. And he knew it at the time, but he figured, I'm just gonna go ahead and see what happens. And uh, and hopefully everything will be fine because I've done it before this way. And uh, well, it backfired on him. So I'm gonna let him explain that to you. If you guys wanna download the transcripts, the show notes, we're also gonna have a special PDF there for you that you can actually see exactly, uh, or he's gonna take you through the, the whole story of what happened and kind of give you the play-by-play Um, So that'll be available for you as well. But you can download those at the show notes page or on the show notes page at theamazingseller.com forward slash 276. Again, that's theamazingseller.com forward slash 276. And if you guys are brand new to the show, you can head over there and there's a ton of resources there for you. So go check them out. So I'm going to stop talking now so you can enjoy this interview, this conversation that I had with Eric Barrett. Well, hey, Eric, what's up, man? Thank you so much for hanging out with uh, myself and the TAS community. What's up, man? How you doing? Hey, Scott. Yeah, um, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. No problem. I know we uh, we just talked a little bit before we got on, and uh, you asked what the temperature was here in my in my new state that I'm living in, which is South Carolina, and it's a it's a nice 79 degrees, I think. And you said it was like what 50. About 52, and I think that's where we're going to top out today, so it's a little crisp. It is a little crisp. I like those those crisp days, though, and I do. I get them here in the morning, and then it kind of warms up, but uh, 
yeah, I, I, I do like the, the seasons as well. Just not that fourth season, the winter one. Yeah, that's a tough one. Like I said, <laughs> it's got me questioning my loyalty to the state every single year. I hear you. Cool. All right. So um, the reason why I really did want to have you on today because you had something happen to you and, uh, and kind of something that's happened to other people. And uh, that thing is really about uh, an account being suspended and a listing removal and, and kind of how you were able to, I guess, go through that whole experience and then uh, get out of it. Um, so really I, what I want to do is dig into that whole story. Before we do, though, could you give the listeners just a little background as far as like, you know, kind of how you got started in this whole thing? Sure. Um, so it was about three or four years ago. Um, I had some friends doing, um, you know, selling some things online and it kind of caught my eye. I started reading up, saw Amazon FBA and, uh, you know, just, uh, I took a shine to it, started experimenting. And then over the course of, you know, the last three, four years, I, you know, went from one private label product, uh, you know, to, uh, you know, north of 30. Wow. So it's, you know, it's been, I've had some, horror stories, as I'm sure many of your audience have, mm -hmm. uh, the battle scars, um, but you know, you live and learn. So that's kind of, um, when, when I got my start, um, it's was pretty un, you know, uninspiring. It was just hearing it over and over and taking a closer look into it. So that's where, uh, I ended up recently. And, uh, yeah, yeah let's, let's dig into that just for one second. Cause I, I mean, I, what I'm hearing and I hear this on anyone that's been in business, whether it's this business or any business, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, there's always changes. There's always things that you have to adapt to that you have to pivot or whatever. And, um, I think it's, it's, uh, it's good that you just said that, you know, you've got some battle scars, right? You've got some of these things that have happened, but you haven't stopped. Mm -hmm. Um, can you maybe speak to that a little bit before we dive into really how to help people if they did get their accounts suspended and all that stuff and bring up sure. your story? Can you maybe just speak to that a little bit? Absolutely. So I think anyone who's sold on e-commerce or FBA specifically for any amount of time can, you know, we can all share battle stories. Uh, we all have the scars, but, um, you know, every, you run into things all the time and you're right. It's this industry, uh, FBA specifically is in a constant cha uh, state of flux, always changing. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's one th one of the things you have to learn is you know you have to adapt or die. And yeah. whether it's rule changes, whether it's barriers to entry, um, gated categories, you know things that you know I've went through where they didn't get my shipment, my shipment was held up. Um, I've went through um, stages when I first started out sourcing that an entire uh, shipping container worth of things was defective. Oh wow! Um, yeah, it's it was it's pretty bad. So whether it's a small you know kind of a small um, problem or something huge, there's always something that you have to overcome. And it does get discouraging once in a while. Absolutely. And I think we all step back and ask, our, you know, ask ourselves, God, is this really, really worth it? Um, but Guilty. I think the, in the long term, you know, in the long term, you yeah. see the benefits and you just like, all right, put my head down and just do it. Yeah. I, I think you, you have to go back to like, what is, what's the other options, right? Are, the exactly. other options is I can go work for someone else if I want to, or I can pick another mm -hmm. business model. Uh, but even if you work for someone, you're going to have to deal with their problems on a daily basis. <laughs> so, it, you know, it's like, what do you want to deal with? And it's kind of like, you know, you pick your own poison, I think. Um, exactly. you know, but I, I, I just love kind of, I guess, highlighting that. Cause I mean, recently we just had a pretty major update with Amazon with the terms of service, <laughs> yes. with reviews and all that stuff yep. and the sky's falling. Now everyone's like, yep, it's done. Totally. Like what, what, what do we do yep. now? Um, and, and a, a more recent one, um, which wasn't really publicly announced, but everyone that was a new seller kind of was aware of this oh, when, they were, yes. when they were shipping in their order is where yep. it was like, Oh, wait a minute. Can't take them. Can't take your orders until December 19th. Sorry to tell you that. 
right? And then, and I just got a, I just got an email this morning actually from a listener, and uh, and he says, uh, you know, hey Scott, I just uh, was getting ready to get started here, and I got my my sample coming and all that stuff, and now I I heard that we can't sell in fourth quarter. Should I just not sell now? And I was like, I said, listen, you know, number one, if you're in this for the short game, you know, retail arb would have been the thing you would have been wanting to do right. anyway. Um, but no, I said, it's it's about the first quarter now and the second quarter and yep. the third quarter. It's like, you know, but so many people get so focused on the one platform and the one time that they're going to try to capitalize versus thinking about the, the long game. Absolutely. And that's, you know, that's, I think you've talked about this before too. That goes to the whole point of don't put all your eggs in one basket. Ah, You know, if you're relying on, on Amazon FBA and you're making a ton of money, that could change in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. I mean, if they change one rule, you're done. Yep. So you need to diversify. Try different platforms. Yeah. Well, and I just talked to a guy yesterday, and uh, he actually bought a site years ago. It was a supplement business, and um, and it was uh, it was doing well. He sold it, and then he reinvested in that into another business that he was that he was uh, interested in. But he didn't uh-huh. realize that the site he was buying had a ton of really bad negative um, backlinks that was helping to drive the traffic. Oh. And then Panda came out, and boom, that business was wiped out overnight. So yeah, that's tough. You know what I mean? Those algorithm changes. Yeah, but I mean that's that's Amazon too, right? They have a change like this, or they have it, but they didn't they mm-hmm. didn't literally say like, oh, you can't sell now. But in your case, what that we're going to be talking about, there was some scarcity around that because oh, they actually suspended and listing removal and all that stuff. So yes. why don't we lead into that? Why don't you tell sure. us a little bit of a, a lead up to that, and then kind of uh, what you did to uh, to kind of battle through this. Sure. So um, it was actually, I remember it was over the 4th of July weekend and I had just, um, a month earlier, I I placed a reorder. It was my biggest reorder for this particular product. Um, And I was, everything was going great. I mean, sales were fantastic. I think the previous month, um, this particular product made over about uh, $60,000. So things were going phenomenal. And then I got an email, I think it was in the morning and I, it was just, very business-like, you know, it says we've removed your listing because a, a buyer complaint about the condition of an item they received. Um, and it says, you know, it's going to remain inactive until he can work with us to resolve the issue. And then they ask for, um, you know, they ask for three invoices um, and a couple of other proof, mm-hmm. you know, proof items. And it seemed pretty, you know, I, I understood it. I said, oh, no problem. I can get this to you. So I started the process and it was not fun or easy. They rejected all of my invoices because they don't take pro forma or commercial invoices. And if you've worked with private label long enough, you know, most suppliers, that's all they send is they're going to send a pro forma or a commercial invoice. Mm -hmm. And Amazon doesn't accept those. So I wrote back, I let them know, I said, Hey, this is, you know, it's all we've, all I've got. And if I was thinking deviously, I could absolutely just change the title, but Amazon's Amazon with endless resources. You know that they have some sort of forensic program that can detect any changes. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't change that, you know, that word file or that Excel document and just erase the name. It would have been as simple as that, but I couldn't do it. So um, it was a back and forth and back and forth. And I, I you know, I wrote up an article here and, and you're, ha- you know, you're welcome to post on your site. It's got the exact emails that, that Amazon sent me. Um, and they were rejecting everything. Everything was, re- you know, rejected because of those invoices. So I tried to figure out what I could do. So I called all my suppliers 
the two suppliers for this product, mm-hmm. they both agreed to uh, to stand by. They they take a call from Amazon. They get on a Skype call um, to attest that I am the only owner of this private label product, and it's authentic. You know, Amazon claimed that it was a condition of the item, and I was selling inauthentic items, mm-hmm. which I thought was it was crazy. I mm-hmm. mean, I I own the item, I produce the item. How in the world could it be inauthentic? It's it's an oxymoron. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, down the down the road, we ended up having the uh, Amazon. They didn't want to have any interest. Didn't want to talk to the suppliers at all. Had no interest in that. And it was very, it was very. Um, God, it was just really frustrating because you, I know exactly what they wanted. They know I had the invoices. I know they did. It mm-hmm. was just those two words on top of the invoice. It was pro forma and commercial. So, mm. I finally realized after the third email where they said that. Um, They've taken my listing off, and the email actually reads, thanks for responding to our request for information. After reviewing the info, we've determined that you cannot offer these items on our site. We have removed your listings. And it was that cold, that terse, and I started shaking. I'm like, oh, my God, it's, it's done. It's over. Now, um, now yeah. how long was this process back and forth? Um, it felt like forever, I but bet. in reality, I mean, I jumped on it immediately. Um, and they, to their credit, they responded to every email I sent back to them within probably 12 hours. Did they ever, uh, did you ever get on the phone with anyone? Uh, I tried calling, I tried getting on the phone with the retail department or a seller. Um, I think it was, well, I forget what the department okay. was, but, okay. um, they had no interest in talking to me. They said, just respond with what the email has and you'll be fine. Um, it was very difficult trying to get anybody on the phone that would talk about it because they kept referring back to this is all we can do. Follow mm-hmm. the email instructions and that's the best we can do. That's the best we can offer. So it was really frustrating, uh, trying to contact anybody who wanted to talk about it. I mean, I got people on the phone. I got uh, people in the uh, catalog department, uh, actually people in the retail department in Seattle. They had no interest in talking about it. So, you know, it, I, I ended up looking at professional services that help with listing suspensions. Uh, I found a couple of them. And, um, I don't know why, but you know, I, I looked at, uh, a couple of them and the big one, I think everybody knows her, her name's Cynthia Stein and mm-hmm. she's, she's done phenomenal, but I had something in my head that would have been ridiculously expensive. So I'm like, ah, I'll just use somebody else. And that was a horrible mistake. Okay. I ended up paying, I forgot whether it was 800 or a thousand dollars for another service. And I knew immediately it wasn't right because mm. they sent me a long list of, of items I should give them, which was fine. I had to give them all the shipping numbers of all the uh, all the um, samples as well as the product that occurred in the 180-day window, all of the corresponding invoices, um, and a whole laundry list of things. And then they were going to put everything together, uh, craft an email, and then send it off to uh, to the seller department. Well, they sent it to me before they sent it to the seller department, and they had forgot to attach like two items, and uh, oh, wow. you know it's kind of a big deal. I'm <laughs> running out of I'm running out of chances because in Amazon's last email, it said you know we may not respond to any uh, further emails, so I kind of mentioned it to them. They're like, oh no problem, we'll just attach that, and I. I should have canceled. I, I should have just said no, but I didn't. They sent it off, and within. I would say two hours, Amazon sent a uh, another email that said, um, 
after, you know, thank you for responding to request for information. After reviewing the information you provided, we've determined that you may not offer these items on our site. Oh, we geez. removed your listings again. Exactly the same email. And it said, please remember, um, where does it say? Yeah, please remember any additional complaints um, may result in the removal of your selling privileges entirely. So I was running out of options. And I then had just spent, I think it was $800 on those guys. I wrote back. I said it didn't work. They said, oh, no problem. We can do that again, but it's going to cost this much. Oh, gosh. Yeah. (laughs) So I I, kind of just did. I bit the bullet, and I looked up Cynthia, um, and it was actually cheaper. It was actually cheaper than the 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 group I had used, and um, she got me in in contact with one of her account reps, uh, Roy. I think his name was very professional. Um, it took about six days, I think, to get everything together to where they were satisfied with what I had. That would you know it would make a it would get me reinstated. Okay. So they sent it off, um, and finally, um, again, it was. It was the email looked exa- almost exactly the same as the suspension ones, um, but the final one said that I could sell again. So it said, after reviewing the information that you provided, we have determined that you may continue to offer these items. I mean, it was that cold. That's it. Everything was back up. <laughs> it was just, I mean, it, it's just so, so at first cold. you were probably thinking to yourself that email is going to be the same as the yep. others. Exact format. And it, it looked exactly the same except for those couple words. There was no happy tone. No, not at all. No, you know, it was, and it's to be expected. I get that. But for what was pretty much the, one of the toughest moments in, you know, my business career, which is over 25 years, it's, it's just, it was kind of disheartening just to say, yeah, it's just another day at the office for whoever was writing the email. And I, you know, I get that. It was really frustrating because I ended up knowing that they knew what this is. My products were legitimate. They had the invoices. I just, they, it was those two simple words. So it was almost like I was talking to a robot. They had no, they just couldn't, I don't know. It was, comprehension was a, kind of an issue and I, it was just really frustrating. But I had to step back, take me emotion out of it and just go through their, their hoops. So how long were you out of commission selling? Uh, out of commission selling for about 21 days. Wow, okay. Yep. I had to start all over with the launch process and wow. uh, my rank fell all the way to the bottom. I was on, you know, the top three in page one um, for my uh, multiple keywords for, I think, six different keywords. So that was tough. Wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. Um, I mean, the good thing is you were selling pretty well when you ran out. So you, you should have had some type of uh, history there, at least. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know what I mean? That you had some selling, yep. you know, conversion. So it, did, it got back up to page one within... Um, I think within 10 days. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So at the time, I mean, we, we couldn't do it now, but at the time I, I just did, you know, did the, the launch process, ran some discounted giveaways in exchange for reviews, which of course is, is blasphemy now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, it was up pretty quick, but the whole process was, um, you know, it was tough. It was, it was made me realize that it can all be taken away, you know, in an instant. And at that point I had diversified. Um, you know, I was into some brick and mortar stores, some local retail change chains, um, and looking at putting it on jet and Walmart and, uh, a site called Lazada. So I, I kind of learned, um, to diversify earlier, which was good. So it, 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 it would have been fine, but it was still kind of disheartening because it was a very successful product for me. Um, it was kind of one of my favorites. Everyone has products that they love and products that, you know, they sell well, but they don't 
you're not really into it. It's not, it's yeah, not your path. Yeah, yeah. This one, this one was, so it, you know, it was tough. Yeah, that's, uh, that's crazy. And, and like you said, I, I don't think that, uh, even if you have the additional channels, it's good that you have the, the security, uh, net there in place, but it's never easy to say, well, that's, you know, a good driver and, <laughs> you know, sales. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's hard to accept that, especially when you know that you're in the right, uh, oh, absolutely. you know, and that, you know, that was, that was part of it too. I, when I started out private labeling, I, you know, did it myself for the first couple products because like I said, I wanted that experience and got those battle scars and wouldn't trade it for the world. But then I did end up using, you know, I, I used a sourcing company for the last 20 some products and it's been, it had been phenomenal. Um, and I did something stupid. I just, this was a reorder. I wanted to handle it myself. I'm like, yeah, no problem. I'm just going to handle the reorder. And, um, you know, I, um, Sam over there was like, come to call guided import said, no, let's just let us do it. It's going to be easier. We've got everything in place. I'm like, no, no problem. Um, I want to reach out to the supplier anyway and see if he's going to be at the Canton fair. Um, so he begrudgingly let me do it. And I kind of skipped on doing a full inspection. Um, mm. and what that, because it was a reorder, you know, I'm like, oh, everything's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. So I kind of skipped on something they would have done. And it turns out the reason that, it was suspended is some of my logos had worn off or were so light mm -hmm. that it looked like a, a generic product. And there were three emails. I traced this back in my communication section in seller central, three people complained about getting what looked like a generic product. And that word generic is sets off all sorts of bells and whistles at Amazon. Um, I found out later on. So that, just those three emails were what sunk me. And so I ended up contacting each one of those three and actually ended up talking to them on the telephone, explaining the situation, giving them free product and a refund um, and talking about it, you know, not overtly asking them to go in there and change that. But they were so blown away by the customer service at the end that yeah. two out of, th uh, of the three volunteered say, hey, this is the best experience I've ever had. I'm going to go in and change that. And so it took a little bit of investigating to figure out what went wrong, but because I kind of screwed up my own process that I had in place, it was completely my fault. So lesson learned, another battle scar added to the uh, to the many that currently exist. So really but, the, pro the problem with the product wasn't necessarily that the product had a flaw. It was that the flaw was that the, the logo had, had wore and it yep. was, and it was not looking like a, like a name Probably brand, you know, pro, you exactly. know, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It rubbed off. And, and, uh, but if you, you had know, it inspected, was, you're saying you, that would have been exactly. caught. Yep. Because that was my process with the other 20 products that I, I use those guys for. They have an ins inspection process and I, I just kind of skipped it because it was a reorder. They've proven themselves. Mm. Everything was fantastic. So I thought I'd save a couple bucks and never again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I guess that that's a pretty that's deep funny. battle scar right there, but yeah. it, you, you did come out, you got your leg put back together and uh, and you're walking again, but it's still there. You you might have a little limp because you're just like, man, that's uh that that was a hit. Um, it was a hit, and it's going to be there for a while. But that's good. It's going to remind me to uh, you know stick with what works, and you have to pay for you know for uh, that peace of mind sometimes, and it, it pays off. Yeah, yeah. No, that's uh that's crazy. Um, <laughs> oh man. Um. So okay. So moving moving on past that. Um, mm -hmm. because you've, you've gotten past that now. And, and so really what you're saying then is, is when you, when you do any new products or any, uh, you know, any type of, uh, products on, on Amazon or, or for that matter, probably anywhere that you would sell it, yep. you would still say, go through the inspection process of some kind. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And, you know, I see so many comments, 
on a lot of the Facebook groups about, you know, people wanting to send their product direct from the supplier to Amazon. And that could be, that is such bad advice. Um, you know, inspection can ma- literally make or break your business. So there's, you know, there's multiple ways you can do it. You don't have to do an, an entire entire inspection, but there's, there's for your first one, I would recommend, you know, getting every product every single product, every unit you have inspected. So everything I do now, um, again, I use those guys. So it's all in a process. They handle everything China side. So I just pick a product and that's it. I don't do anything except figure out how to sell it, um, which is a science and an art in and of itself. Yeah. But yeah, every single product now I do, um, definitely goes through an inspection products, pre-inspection, mid-inspection during production and then post-inspection. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I did, uh, like, like I said, you and I had talked a little bit and you know, we mm-hmm. talked one time a while ago and we were going to get you on and then, and then since then things have kind of changed a little bit as far yeah. as like your direction. And again, I, yeah. I love it. I love it because, you know, could you have predicted this two years ago? No, <laughs> no, you, you know what I'm saying? And, and that, yeah. that's why I love where, where people are like, well, you know, Scott, like, you know, if I start on Amazon, like I'm going to build my business on Amazon. And I'm like, listen, that's a way to get you started. That's a way to get doors mm-hmm. opening. And that's a way to get you understanding the whole e-commerce space. Um, right. and, and with what happened to you now, and maybe you can speak to that a little bit and kind of, mm-hmm. you know, kind of talk about like what happened, how it happened and, and kind of sure. your direction now. But, um, you know, I, I just think for people listening, you know, like this is part of business, but then also understand that the more that you, as I always say, take action, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, you're going to learn and it's going to open doors. Um, Absolutely. So maybe you can maybe you can talk about like what has happened since we emailed sure. the first time, which this wasn't even in the mix. And then and then this is kind of right. changed. Yeah. I mean, it just speaks to the, you know, the fluidity when things happen. Um, it can just set up a whole cascade of things. So, you know, for the last 20 years or so, I'd, I'd been um, working as a medical device in the medical device or pharmaceutical sales. Um and then I started with the FBA thing and it, it kind of grew into multiple platforms, et cetera. So I wanted to expand a little bit more and, um, I had worked, I, you know, I, I'd kind of brought the products, certain products into local stores and, you know, and talked with some of the managers about either putting it in there on a consignment basis, et cetera. And a couple of my sporting good products, and I'm going to do something that most private label sellers are so against it's, you know, I'm going to name my product, <laughs> which people are like, Oh, I can just see them covering their mouths right know, now. I know. Um, it doesn't apply right now. And I'll tell you that later, but I was selling, uh, a really high end kind of a first aid kit and, uh, I'd customized it and, um, you know, did a lot of different things. I marketed toward one of them was toward camping and hiking. One of them was toward a first aid kit for sports teams, et cetera, et cetera. So I brought it to local sporting goods stores and we ended up coming up with a, um, a neat way where they ended up advertising for me almost. So it was me going in there and offering basically a coupon. So anyone that purchased anything over like 50 bucks that had to do with camping, um, the person would give them a coupon that said, go to this website for a chance to win this, you know, this $350, um, first aid kit. And then once they got there, uh, my funnel would have them enter, you know, enter their email address. But I'd also offer it to them right then and there, you know, at 50% off. So it was a, a kind of a cross marketing thing that mm-hmm. we came up with. I initially thought that to get traction, it, it was going to be tough. But once I had one store on board, I knew that other stores looking for success and a model of, of something that was pre-existing would probably follow suit. So I ended up um, having to cut these guys in, you know, quite a bit. Um, as well as offering kind of an upfront payment. They're local. Uh, so I got to work with and talk with the, uh, you know, the VP 
um, exclusively. So that, that really helped, but we ended up, this ended up being huge. And I, I just kind of used that model. Uh, this was a couple of years ago, um, to kind of replicate it in some of the national chains. So at one of the chain stores now, when you go in there at the bottom of the receipt, I don't know if you've ever seen this before, but you know, in some chain stores, they'll say on the bottom of this huge receipt, it says for go complete the survey, you'll get, you know, 10% yeah, off. I think yeah. Best Buy does that. Yeah. So now part of that receipt for that sporting goods store in a certain department has that, uh, they're pointing people to my website, um, for that, wow. you know, for that, that whole thing. So that was really, you know, that was exciting. And I kind of it's expanded, I guess, um, over to brick and mortar. Um, but recently, and I don't know if this was what you were alluding to, um, you know, I had a complete career change. I don't know if that's yeah, yeah, something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. You can go there. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, um, you know, this was just a couple of weeks ago, really. Um, I had been following a company and using, a, I had to be, well, I like to think I was one of their biggest customers. There's no way I was now that I know that. Um, but it was the, the guided imports that I, I just told you about. And the, they had been handling everything China side for me. They do, uh, they did the product sourcing, negotiation, inspection, quality insurance, photography, uh, um, sample consolidation, pretty much everything, mm -hmm. um, FBA prep and shipping and logistics. So they'd handle everything for me over 20 products. And I really liked what they were doing because I had tried other services and kind of got burned. And what, what I guess lured me in was that it's owned by a, an American um, from uh, New Jersey, or I think he was from Pennsylvania, and he lives in China. He'd been living there since 2008. And for me to have an American with boots on the ground in China gave me the biggest sense of of relief mm -hmm. and security. I mean, I'm sure you understand. It's oh, yeah. tough oh, yeah. dealing with, um, you know, dealing with. There's a, a the language barrier is, is so much. Um, that it can lead to, and I've seen it in my own personal products. It's led to mistakes. I just, it's hard to convey really specific and, uh, you know, really specific details on a product. So that kind of led me to take a position as a, a director of marketing with, with guided import. So I had to sell my Amazon business because they pride themselves on not having a conflict of interest. Oh, you know, wow. If you look at the other sourcing agencies out there, they still sell on Amazon, which I can't believe because, you know, I mean, as well as every FBA seller out there, we're very protective of our products. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Worked a lot at getting them. So um, for us, it's it's a clean slate. You know, we had a, everyone who works there, They none of them sell FBA products. So I ended up selling my, my business and just completed it really about a week ago. So oh, wow. the battle scars where I've, I've accumulated them, I can talk about them, I can laugh about them, but there's a little sense of both sadness that I, I kind of won't be able to do that anymore, but also relief, you know, especially when the, the, uh, announcement came out about the, the reviews and the sky was falling and everyone thought it was the end of the game. Um, there was just a little sigh inside. I'm like, Ooh, got out just in time, but that wasn't the case. It was me overreacting. Everything is going to be fine. Everyone's come up with new and, uh, out of the box ways to launch products. And I think it's going to be better. I think it ends up being better for the seller as well as Amazon customers. Yeah. I, I, that's the big change. I agree. Yeah, no, that's a, that, that's, that's pretty exciting. And it's funny because I can go back and look at the trail of emails that you and I had <laughs> going back and forth and this wasn't even in the equation and here it is. Uh, yep. so that's, that's pretty, uh, that's pretty awesome. And, uh, 
it's just funny how things happen. It's like I said, oh, I mean, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you if I didn't decide to, you know, give this FBA thing a try and just, and I was doing it really, and still to this day, really doing it just as a secondary, you know, part of revenue yep, coming absolutely. in and not just another revenue stream. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, again, I think that's for anyone, but, um, I think, just think it's, it's great that, you know, you're able to share that you're able to laugh about it. I mean, heck, I mean, it's kind of hard have to, to, right? Yeah. I mean, during it, I'm sure it wasn't, you know, you weren't laughing, <laughs> but, uh, you know, when you get that email and, and it's funny because I've had a few of my, of my ASINs, they'll come through and I'll get someone that might've gotten, I'm, like you said, maybe it's only three out of like a hundred, yep. right? In the last, like, it might be a time frame of like the past two weeks, but it's three out of the past 75 or 100 or whatever it is. And right. all, all of a sudden it suppresses your listing <laughs> and it says, you know, until you let us know how you're going to fix this, we're going to pause everything on exactly. you. And, uh, and I've had that happen. You know, luckily, uh, we've pretty much been able to get those all unsuppressed just by, you know, going back and forth a little bit with, uh, with Seller Central. Nothing is as crazy as yours, um, but that doesn't mean that that won't be the next one. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's so hard to, you know, so hard to predict. And I get why Amazon does it. I mean, their number one asset is their customer base and they'll do anything they can to protect them. Yeah, um, yeah. But a lot of it is, you know, almost all of it is at the expense of sellers, which is fine. But it's funny to read a lot of the comments on Facebook groups and forums. You know, how dare Amazon do this? Or it's so unfair. Isn't there a way we can sue them? And it's just like, it's, you know, it's, it's their business. It's a privilege for us to that they allow us to sell on there. And it's just kind of a, uh, it was something funny to read, I guess, how backwards um, some people think that, you know, it is. They could shut the doors. They could shut the whole place, every, you know, any day. And I'm still of the mind that I think FBA could just be a beta tester pool for Amazon yeah. corporate. Yeah. You know, anytime they find a really successful um product, they send one of their buyers out there to find it, you know, find it, uh, make it better. Um because I have a really good friend um, who lives in Shanghai, and he was head of Amazon's global sourcing department um, for many years. And he, you know, he was kind of telling me about how that worked, and it works just like that. When they find a, a very, you know, a very successful product, they want to make it their own, put their brand on it. But putting their brand on it, it better be good because it's the Amazon brand. So right. usually their Amazon Basics brand or some of their other brands are usually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. It's kind of a an interesting thing, and like you said, how everything is so fluid, dynamic. Everything changes all the time. Yeah, and I, I think I mean even if even if someone was saying to themselves like, well, you know, then why would I want to sell on Amazon? Well, because it's there, right? And it has traffic, exactly. and it has it's a channel. Um, but I also say like, let's pretend you couldn't even sell on Amazon. I still think mm-hmm. it's a great a great resource to understand what is selling. I also like it that you can look at the reviews and see what people like and what they don't like. Right? You can get like real mm-hmm. data to make products that serve a market. And then from there, you can go out and you know about building an external funnel or a, an mm-hmm. e-commerce site and all of that stuff. So there's so much that we can do with it. And this is just oh, yeah. another channel. Absolutely. It, it is. It can be the greatest product research resource out there. Oh, yeah. I mean, they have more data on that uh, than anyone. So just going there and, and, and figuring it out. And like you said, um, you know, a lot of the successful people, and I started out this way, reading the reviews of a product, you know, find something that's selling awesome with 500 reviews, that, but there are four-star reviews. Mm-hmm. And all those people are complaining about one thing, you know, maybe that, um, maybe that bag or that backpack doesn't have something in there they wish. So if you tweak that, you know, if it's an easy fix, 
now you've got a, a great way to sell a product. So all these different ways that you can think about with this latest review, you know, incentivized review review ban, uh, there's just so many things that, that you can do on Amazon. But like you said, use it as a platform, a springboard to start. It's a great place to start, but absolutely expand, branch out. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I, I think even with like the, the review thing, even now with us looking at uh, the data, right? Like when we're going to be looking at the data and I'd say it's going to take a good two, three months before everything kind of settles in after this yeah. hasn't happened, right? Or that you're not allowed to do these anymore because giveaways are going to be down, right? Yep. So your numbers as far are going to be accurate, more accurate. You aren't going to have to do as much research as far as going back in time and seeing how long ago they launched and all this stuff. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be a, actually, it's going to be a little bit easier, I think, to establish if you know, if it's legit, as far as the numbers, you don't mm-hmm. have to do as much background checking. Um, and I also think that it's going to, it is going to level the playing field. And I think yep. it's going to be for the ones that can drive their own, their own launches themselves with an internal list. Those mm-hmm. are the ones that have, that will have the leg up. Absolutely. And that's why, you know, building that list becomes more important than it's ever been. I mean, it's always been always, the key, right, right. Um, but now it's just, it's so much more because if you have that list, that's your, that's your whole launch process, exactly. you know, in a nutshell. Yeah. So. And, and if you want to spike sales, you send out another, you know, another little exactly. you know, giveaway or whatever, or even a discount and you can spike the sales at will. And I, I love that. But um, yeah. all right, Eric, this has been awesome. And I appreciate you uh, coming on and sharing your battle scars and all of that. <laughs> and, uh, and congratulations on, on the, uh, the recent change. And I'll probably have to Thanks. have you back on because I know you have a lot of uh, of information on the importing process and now that you're you're kind of uh you know working with guided imports so we'll definitely have to have you back on to maybe help us and give us some pointers as far as what to do even if we can't hire a company right now but we want to maybe protect ourselves maybe we can have you back on and kind of guide us through that because you've had you know a ton of years of experience doing that as well so we'll link up also to the um to this uh this report that you actually uh you put out which i think is phenomenal i mean it's Step by step, it's you walking through. It's like, uh, and, and the first line says, I remember it vividly. I flipped open my MacBook Pro, pulled up my email window, and saw an, an email from Amazon Seller Performance Policy Department with a subject line, notice policy warning. And then you go on to say like what you did. So it's literally like taking us through the whole thing. Yep. Uh, with all you get to feel the emotion. Oh, Not man. quite exactly, but I, I pasted in the exact email. So hopefully uh, your readers will get a kick out of that. Yeah, I'll definitely link that up in the show notes. And uh, is there any any other way that you can uh, give people to get a hold of you or anything you want to also mention? Sure, absolutely. Um, as I mentioned, um, since I took that job, you know, we have a ton of resources over at guidedimports.com. Uh, we give away pretty much everything. And there are, you'd be surprised um, how many things out there on the internet by the um, by so many other sites about using tips for importing or sourcing are just wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's really amazing because one of the things I found is, you know, if somebody goes to the Canton Fair three to four times, all of a sudden they're an expert in sourcing from China. Um, and some of the information, it's, it's kind of scary. So we put, uh, you know, we kind of demystify a lot of that and put the actual facts out there because having somebody um, from America living in China for the last eight years that speaks Mandarin, um, some of the information that, that he's told me, that Sam has told me and taught me is just eye Opening because it goes against a hundred percent, a one eighty degree uh, flip of what's kind of being told out there in many of the circles. So I think a lot of your listeners or, or, or uh, readers will get a kick at a lot of the information we have. You know, step by step guides. Uh, you know, to help out to make sure you're safe uh, in sourcing. So we're not just you know looking to, to sell people things. We want to give it away because the, we. It's sad that so many people end up calling us when they're in trouble. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, oh, can you help me out? And sadly, in China, if you get in a mess that deep, 
you usually can't get out. So it's usually cutting losses. So a lot of this stuff that we put out there, and we've got a blog that updates uh, three, four times a week, is is free. So yeah, definitely, uh, definitely. I'll, I'll definitely throw some links in there, and uh, cool. and and if anyone wants to check out the uh, the the actual report that you put together with uh, with uh, the whole story of your yeah. uh, of your experience, they they're more than welcome to, and they can kind of see the emails and all that stuff. So. Uh, so yeah, Eric, I just want to say thanks, man. I really do appreciate. It. I'm sure I'm going to have you back on because uh, I'm sure we can we can talk for hours on this stuff. But uh, absolutely, yeah, I definitely just want to say thank you, and I really appreciate you sharing uh, all of your battle wounds. Absolutely, Scott. I appreciate you having me on, and I look forward to uh, anytime we get a chance to you know reminisce and and uh, talk in the future. I'd appreciate that. Yeah, sounds good, man. Take care. All right, take care. All right, guys. So, right. I mean, that was a pretty crazy story. I'm so glad that Eric reached out to me and was willing to share that. Uh, I will remind you guys that uh, all the show notes, the transcripts to this episode are over at theamazingseller.com forward slash 276. You can go ahead and grab those over there. And uh, just want to, again, say, I mean, things like this can happen. And when we think about uh, you know selling on Amazon or eBay or any other platform for that matter, like we are you know under their you know under their guidelines, right? And and if they think that there's something wrong or they have a claim about you know someone saying that it's a you know it's a generic product or it's a product that's uh, you know patent infringing or whatever it is, like that can immediately throw up that red flag. So you got to be careful and you just have to be mindful of it. You have to understand that we are playing on someone else's playground, right? We have to understand that, but you know. I mean, that is the price that we pay for the convenience of, you know, using their traffic, using their platform that's already built for selling products, right? They make it so easy. So we just have to conform and we have to understand that, you know, and one of the big takeaways that Eric had mentioned was, you know, he failed to do the inspection because it was a reorder. And because of that, you know, the, the logo was war and it looked like it wasn't uh, you know, an authentic product. So that could have probably been avoided. So we just need to learn. We need to learn. And that's why this podcast is so great, in my opinion, because I'm able to interview people that these things have happened to. So let's learn from that and let's just make sure that we do a better job moving forward. So that's pretty much going to wrap it up, guys. I did want to remind you guys about the show notes and the transcripts one more time. They're there for you. So definitely utilize those. Head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash 276. And anyone that's a brand new listener, I want to reach out and shake your hand and say, welcome. There's a lot of resources on the blog and in the podcast uh, or all of the archives. So definitely go check those out. If you guys are new though, and you want me to walk you through the five phases for launching a product, I do a workshop where I walk you through the five phases. I answer live Q and A. You can head over to the amazing forward slash workshop, and you can register for an upcoming one there. So guys, that's it. That's going to wrap up this episode. Remember, as always, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I'm rooting for you, but you have to, you have to come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud. Even when times get tough, take action. Have an awesome, amazing day. And I'll see you right back here on the next episode.